Hey guys, here's Isabella Rizzo and Amazon Made Simple Podcast. And today I have a very special guest, Joshua Cobus, who is going to tell us something new and something we did not explore before. Because, when, like you know, e-commerce is very, very different. And we don't understand sometimes where, where are we going, what are we supposed to do. And we're thinking most of the times about like, very, very physical products, but those physical products have some backgrounds and some tricky parts that most of us are not even thinking about. So Joshua, welcome to the podcast and let us know what do you actually do? Uh, thank you for having me. Um, so what we do is um, we're formulation specialists. We have um, one food scientist and one flavorist on staff. Um, and we basically help uh, people either start their own gummy manufacturing facility. Um, we've had a few cannabis, CBD, and nutraceutical light labelers. We helped get started in, uh, in the gummy business. We also help formulate um, beverages, whether it's energy drinks, energy shots, syrups, sugar-free stuff, things like that. And a lot of what we do and why we do it is um, we're helping a lot of entrepreneurs um, enter the space and teach them how to attract uh, other entrepreneurs into their own facilities. So um, we specialize in flavor manufacturing and we sell on Amazon our two ounce, eight ounce and gallon sizes. Um, on our website, we have our, um, what do you call it? It's, um, I think we just launched it. It's, uh, it's for formulators. So if you want to have like a one-on-one -on -one conversation with anybody on our team, you can talk to us about your idea and then we'll quote you on what okay, it would cost. Stop, stop, to get stop, started. stop here. Like we'll yeah. get to your team. We'll get to all this. Uh, so you're doing flavoring. Like who came up with an idea to create the actual manufacture of flavors? Yeah. So, um, so we started in the pharmaceutical industry and um, we had two retail pharmacies and one wholesale um pharmaceutical company and we were in like 26 different states and the most fun part of it was actually the compounding and making products and so my dad's best friend fabio's father-in-law he's actually a flavorist and he was telling us about this business and so we got into it because of him so then we kind of shifted and adapted into the food and beverage arena so is it his business or it's your guys business it's our business we all started it uh like right before covid so do you have any type of like chemistry education, chemistry background? Because like to mix the stuff, to my understanding, you have to be a scientist at some point. Yeah. And so we, we have flavorists and we have food scientists on staff that, that do it. And also just being around it for so long, we, you know, we know it ourselves pretty well. Yeah. So you're generally speaking, you're just an entrepreneur. You yeah. never thought that you're going to do something like with flavors and chemistry and no. yeah. mix and stuff. So what is your personal background? Um, so I grew up in L.A. and then I moved to Israel when I was younger. And um, I lived there for about like seven, eight years. I did the army there. And then um, I was just working different jobs. And then when I came back is when we kind of like got serious about becoming like a group and, and starting a business together. Um, so that's kind of like how it all happened. We started in the pharmaceutical world, which was with my dad's company. And then, um, Levi and I jumped in and, and started the flavor company with my dad separate from that pharmaceutical stuff.
Yeah. No, I, I never thought I would be in flavors or food or beverage. But, yeah. So did you guys have any investors to r r start and launch this business? No. Yeah, no. It, we had zero investors and it was our own money. Uh, Levi and I put our own money into it as well as my dad. Um, uh, we leased a, a 4,000 square foot facility. And then we just started buying the right machines and, and started doing the marketing and started going out to these manufacturing facilities, like, you know, door to door kind of trying to get our first account. And then after we got our first big account, you know, things kind of started to happen word of mouth because um, we had really great customer service and great flavors. Um, so that's kind of how it started to, to, to roll in. And we really focused on the B2B first just because it was the bigger money and it was a lot, you know, it was a lot faster. Um, and then we kind of got into to the Amazon world, which was like six months ago, six, seven months ago, we started Amazon. So we're still so fresh. you started my, uh, you started your Amazon brand by yourself, but before that you've been manufacturing only for other people, correct? Yes, correct. How did you find your first client? Um, okay, so uh, we went to a trade show. Uh, it was called MJ Bizcon. And um, I, you know, I, I really didn't know much about uh, business, but what I did was I just went up to all these manufacturers and said, hey, man, what are your problems? What are your issues? How can I solve them? And so a lot of them were telling me that they had issues with lead times and custom flavors. Um, and so that was something that I, like, I really heard. And so um, I just worked really fast at getting them the, the products that they need, because a lot of these people are making products and they're doing like half a million gummies a day. Um, so they need product fast and they can't wait two or three weeks for just one strawberry or, you know, et cetera. They need all the flavors now. So, um, you know, that was the first thing we picked up on was like, how do we get them this like uh, this quick service kind of uh, need? And so what we would do is we would go to the facility. We would see all the flavors that they are going through. We would check out, you know, a year forecast uh, of all of their top flavors and then we'd stock them and then you know, as you know, if they were to hit us up, you know, yesterday, we'd have it already ready and on its way to them the next day. So we have okay. clients, you know, all over the US, in South America, actually in, in the Middle East, um, and in Europe. So, it, so it happened if I'm fast. ordering the flavor, you're making the flavor for my materials for like my, I don't know what I'm doing, like gummies or like something cosmetics. Else. Yeah, yeah. And you're sending me the flavor that I can mix into something else, right? Or you're actually mixing into the gummies and you're manufacturing gummies. No, no, no. So we're making the bulk flavor and concentrate. And so like for our international clients, what we're doing is we're making these, these like hyper concentrated extracts um, just because the the bigger the, the order, the more expensive the shipping is. And so like 30% of what people are spending in the manufacturing world is in shipping. Um, and so what we did is we created a hyper extract version of it that we could ship to them and then they could dilute that and then add it to their products. So, so for example, if like our clients or our audience that listeners who are right now, like trying to understand what is going on, because it's something new, it's a new topic. It's something that, you know, you're an expert, other people didn't, they're not. Uh, and, uh, for example, their production is about 500 units or 1000 units. Uh, are you working with this type of clients and then, uh, how can you help them if you can? And, uh, what are their steps? Like, for example, they're producing, um, candies for kids or something so they can use any type of your flavors, correct? 
Yeah, so we have blogs on our website that can teach you how to make your own commercial grade gummy. Um, we're, we're about to start uploading how to make your own beverages and stuff too. So if you want to test it out, um, you can do it on a small scale. These ingredients are like readily available to like everybody. You know, it's, it, I think people get intimidated when they start to hear like, you know, millions of units a day kind of thing. But you know, the, when you look at the back of the label, everything there is you can find at the grocery store. Um, and so it's just knowing how to put it all together, you know, for a beverage, it could be 70% water you know, 0.1% xanthan gum, you know, 3% flavor. Yeah, you know, but yada, when yada, we're yada. talking about the production, uh, we have to have the certificates, right? So if we're taking the, cert like if we're buying the flavor for you, then from you, then you have to provide us, I believe, some type of the certificates. Is it correct or incorrect? No, 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 it's correct. So what I'm saying is if you want to batch test uh, your own products and make a commercial grade product either at home or at your facility before you, go and make an order with maybe a, another larger white labeler, private labeler, you could have your formula and taste profile established because it is expensive, especially if you're starting out and you don't want to spend, you know, 2,500 to five grand to figure out how to make a product commercially ready. Um, and you can do that yourself and then go to the white labeler yourself and then say, Hey, here's, here's the formula. Here's the flavoring profile that I want. I want it to be, you know, this tart, this sweet. I've already worked out the numbers. You know, we can help with that a lot so that when you go to the private labelers to either make it in bulk, you're pretty much ready um, because we've had experience with that in the past where we tried to make uh, like a supplement energy drink. And we paid like, I don't know, it was like $10,000 to this private labeler in San Diego to help us formulate it. And you only got three attempts and um, they don't really teach you anything besides just charge you. And then they, they make it for you. And, and, and then the taste is, isn't there for you, you know. We had all the nutraceuticals we wanted in there, but we didn't have um, that taste profile to help mask it because, you know, the vitamins do taste kind of bitter. So, you know, we have blogs on our website that actually teach that. And if you ever wanted to get in contact with us, we could explain all of these ingredients and then the different use levels of how they interact with each other and how to benefit from them. Got it. So, genuinely speaking, if I don't want to do anything by myself, like I have a budget and I want to launch whatever candles, gummies or something else. Uh, what is the MOQ you're starting working with? Like how many units I supposed to keep in my mind that like, okay, now I'm going to Cobus and he's uh, creating for me the flavor. So should I keep in mind like one unit a day or I still can manufacture like 1000 or 2000 pieces? Um, it just, it just depends on, on what your goal is. Like, um, I'm trying to answer it so that it, it helps. Um, so if you're trying to just test the market, there's very cheap ways of doing it. And you can find information like on chat GPT. Um, you can find information on Google through blogs. You can find information on our website about the products that you kind of want to put together. Um, and then it's not hard to order these ingredients to your house or facility to, to make it yourself. Like there's this website called bulksupplements.com where you can order the, the supplements that you need um, to try to test it out and then create your beverage or gummy with, with that. Um, we have the gummy formula and beverage formula on our website. So you have a template to go off of. It's not like you need uh, an MOQ. You can buy our flavors on Amazon. We have water and oil soluble, you know, water soluble is more for like the beverage um, candy making side. And then the, the oil solubles are like for the cosmetics, the candle making, um, 
they use them for gummy making because it, it the um, the oil is actually a lot smoother in terms of taste with the, the supplements and all the other stuff. Um, sorry, I was getting a call. Um, and so, um, so yeah, there's not like a real, I mean, uh, like a, a low minimum. Um, we're not going to make units for you, but we will make the flavors. Um, yeah, and then the flavor. We'll, yeah, the flavors. So like two ounces, for example, can go so far. They're, they're uh, like really strong extracts. So it's not like you need a whole bunch. We're working on with our new machines to get these like smaller half ounce bottles made um, so that we can do like these 12 to 24 packs so that you could try, you know, all the flavors for an affordable price. Um, and so, it, it, yeah, it's like, it's really easy um, once you understand what you're doing with it. Um, I think the hardest part for a lot of people is that they use like, um, like Baker's uh, way of cooking, which is like by cups or teaspoons. And um, one thing that I do when I teach people how to, to formulate their stuff is to use percentages because it's way easier to scale, especially when you go into large manufacturing, you know exactly how much you're going to be using. It's really hard to like uh, scale it up by cups and teaspoons and things like that. So Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. So you mentioned gummies, candles, uh, candies, cosmetics. Yeah. cosmetics. Yeah. So for what type of products we can use your flavors what else um oh man i so i had a review uh last week and someone used it for uh toothpaste uh okay. they flavored it was a banana flavored toothpaste not my personal favorite but he was all excited about it and he posted a video uh with it uh so there's all kinds of things that people are using food flavorings for um a lot that we know like you know frostings uh bonbons cakes batters things like that but there's also things that, you know, people are commenting on and telling us that they used it with, which is pretty cool. What type of the certificates do we need uh, from you to make sure we will be able to like provide it to the retailers or to the retail places or to Amazon or something else? Uh, GMP. So uh, generally ma manufactured good practices um, is the certificate. And it just means that you have a clean environment nothing is on the floor everything is you know on the shelf um everything's clean daily you have batch logs uh you know things like that so you know uh where the ingredients come from and and how long they've been on the shelf for so i assume if i'm manufacturing any type of uh soap body wash uh cleaning supplies i can use your flavoring as well or not or it's only food grade yeah, yeah, you could use ours. Um, you know, there, we use some essential oils in our um, formulas. And so, you know, they go hand in hand with like soaps and, and things like that as well. It's just okay. a different use level. So like, for example, in a candle, you're going to use it at like seven to 10% of the batch weight, right? And so like 7% um, will be the flavor. And then you would have the rest, which would be either beeswax or beeswax absolute. Um, the beeswax absolute is actually very strong uh, and um, expensive, so you want to use less of that. But it'll that those are the those are the um, candles that you would find at a church. The beeswax absolute, which has that nice aroma, you know. So you do definitely want to include something like that in your product. Okay, sounds great. Thank you. So, what are the main um, factors I should be looking at when I'm when I'm entering the production of like this type of uh, stuff that like I have to, when I need to use the flavoring. So for example, when like we're manufacturing ceramics, we're looking at like shattering 
uh, rate, like defective rates, how, uh, like if we can, if it's a dishwasher safe, not dishwasher safe, like et cetera, et cetera. So we have a list of uh, the factors that we're discussing with the manufacturer. So when we're coming to you to make sure like we're ready to have a conversation, what information, what factors, what uh, initial uh, foundation we have to have to just like at least start a conversation and make sure like our product is going to succeed uh, using your flavors. Makes yeah, sense? so yeah, it makes sense. So it's, it's more of like an entourage effect. So, um, the flavor, the way that the flavor works is that uh, it floats to the top of your, your brain and, and you kind of identify that flavor as strawberry, right? And then you have the, the acid profile that goes along with it. So citric acid is something that's kind of like used with, um, with uh, strawberries a lot and it's naturally found in strawberries. And so you're going to want that in there as well because that's going to attack the tongue and, and give you the idea that you're actually tasting the strawberry. So what we teach our clients is more about the entourage effect of all of these different components in your products, gummies, um, in your uh, beverages, uh, things like that, different kinds of sweeteners, if you don't want it to be, uh, if you don't want any sugar, you know, what are the substitutes that can go with it? We create tri-blends of sweeteners. So like, if you like, um, if you like Splenda, you like sucralose and you like, let's say Stevia, we'll create something that's kind of like a little bit of each of it. So that has an extended sweet life to it and a nice mouthfeel. Um, so it's kind of like um, a lot of R&D, just basically trying to get an idea of what it is that you're trying to taste uh, and, and some targets that you like in the past. So like if you like Reese's Buttercup, you know, um, and that's like your favorite candy or whatever, then I have an idea of like the texture you like, the creaminess you like, the crunchiness you like, right? So I, I can have an idea of what it is that you're looking for. Um, and then I can try to help you go after that target in terms of putting everything else you want in there. Right. So those are some, some things that we'll do. Um, I hope that answered your question. I'm not yeah. sure. So <laughs> okay. if, if for example, I'm, uh, looking to do the product that will be organic. So, uh, do you do that? Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's based off of organic certificates. And so like, if you want organic strawberry flavor, then, um, what I'm going to have to do is I would have to reach out to all of my vendors and only buy, um, from organic farmers, um, and organic manufacturers, um, that house these ingredients and then create a special compound formula for that strawberry with those certificates, um, that I can then hand over to you for your manufacturer to have that and to be able to put that label claim on there. Um, so those are, uh, yeah, it's good to know that, but it's also good to know that, um, people say that they want organic and they want all natural and then they taste natural and organic and they realize that it doesn't have much of a taste at all. And so then they gear towards the natural artificial. Um, and it, it's, it's a good play and it's great, great marketing, the, the natural and the, the organic, but in terms of like, um, scale people tend to see their products move a lot faster with the, the natural and artificial tastes uh, associated with them because it, um, it has a wide range of acceptability throughout the US um, and people like. Like I have a, a natural raspberry and then I have a natural and artificial raspberry and that one tastes more like a Jolly Rancher than the other one, right? Uh, but I can't achieve that in the other one because of the other ingredients. And so um, it's just a matter of your taste and what you think your, your customers are really gonna like. Um, 
you know, so, it, but it, you know, if that's your marketing goal, natural is definitely a good way to go. We have clients that just only do natural flavors. Um, and we try to do our best to like look for new ingredients globally to try to incorporate other natural products to help enhance that flavor even more. Um, but again, it's just, it's limited to those, to those capabilities and to the, to, to those kind of like licenses and stuff like that. Gotcha. So uh, another question I just came up with, um, a lot of people are thinking that you, if you're USDA approved, then you will have much more sales and they kind of correct. However, based on my personal experience, USDA approved, uh, even if you as a manufacturer or you as the supplier, uh, you have this USDA approved uh, certificate, it doesn't mean I can use this USDA because I have to apply for the USDA certificate by myself. Uh, so how do you have experience with the USDA and USDA approved products or not? Uh, no, I don't. We haven't done that yet, um, mainly because the manufacturers themselves uh, carry those licenses and, and they don't really require that from us. They mainly require that we have that GMP certified uh, yeah. certificate so that they know that the the flavors are being manufactured in a very safe space uh which is you know coherent for food and beverage so okay got it and last question for today so if you would um if you would recommend somebody to go into the flavoring product space uh what are your three favorite products that you would recommend to go and three products that you do not recommend to go uh to launch on e-commerce with e-commerce um, so what three products i recommend to go after um, and three products you do not recommend after to go after that's tough because um if i say if i say three that you you shouldn't go after it there there's still might be opportunity for it um there's a lot of opportunity and i don't think a lot of people are doing this with the the supplement game where i, I think they they're starting to do like like gummies and stuff like that but there's other ways to have that application um in in food and beverage right so like incorporating maybe nutraceuticals in um and it's gonna sound weird but it, it might be something because you know you really need to like have a healthy diet in in this world right and so like if you can incorporate nutraceuticals even in like cakes and um like in um syrups or things like that you you could start to see some sort of shift because you know we all have our everyday rituals where we're adding syrups to our coffees or adding um syrups to our cocktails and things like that and incorporating nutraceuticals with that uh in a sugar-free sugar uh form i think would be something that people aren't really doing um and products i would stay away from it's it's hard to say but uh ice cream is tough just because of uh the machinery you would need to get started <laughs> but but ice cream is always a you a can fun, sell ice cream product. on amazon unless it's like ice cream on amazon i mean unless it's a blend that you can do it in a house uh, yeah so i don't know if you do it through, i thought maybe you could do it through grocery i thought about ice cream myself because 
I'm a big ice cream person. Well, but. well, yeah, you have you have to apply for Amazon Fresh to make sure you can sell it. Then that means you will be on a shelf with the retail store. And when it's Amazon Fresh, they're generally speaking picking up from like Amazon Fresh store or like Whole Foods store, and then they're delivering to your house. So it's not like it will be on Amazon FBA or it will be stored in your house because you have to make sure you have a very low distance to your consumer. Otherwise. Uh, the shipment will be just ridiculous. And I believe FedEx and uh, I think FedEx is the only one who is shipping actually frozen stuff in the United States. I might be wrong, maybe yeah. something else. My friend has a restaurant here in LA and um, I'm helping him do e-commerce right now. And so he has sauces and meats and, and things like that that he also sells B2B. Um, and Uber is doing, uh, Uber Eats is doing this like launch where they're, um, having restaurants like give their best meals, but like for like a value of like $100 to $150 with shipping included um, to be shipped overnight uh, to people. So it's like something that's new that's starting um, yeah, it, outside, of, yeah, outside of Amazon, exist. but yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. those things exist as uh, HelloFresh and like lots and lots and lots of other frozen uh, things and like dogs, dog food is also traveling this way. But at the same time, I'm not sure that ice cream will survive. But anyway, ice cream is number one. What is the number two and number three? Um, okay, so number two would definitely be um, some sort of energy drink. I think that market is growing and it doesn't have to be just energy. It could be like an electrolyte drink. So uh, is it a product that you should or should not go after? Should go after, okay. So should go after is cakes, syrups, and energy drinks. Should not go after is ice creams and what else? And two more. Um, let's see, okay. Meats are really difficult and, and powders. So like um, seasoning powders, I think that, pow that, that market is kind of oversaturated with a lot of sellers. So like, okay. you know, your barbecue seasoning, your paprika seasoning, there's a few brands out there, um, but they're pretty much dominating right now. So, uh, powder. So you're doing flavoring for season seasonings too? No, no, no. I'm just saying that would be a t difficult one to go after. Just because uh, I was, okay. I, we have the capability of doing seasoning. Um, yeah. And I, I was looking at it on Amazon, and I was like, I don't know, because there just seems to be a lot of brands uh, already established in that in that pocket. Yeah, like one of the products that uh, it's been, I think, 2018, 2017, when lots of sellers launched the stands with the scene the seasoning that you can like use in the house like yeah and those cities they, they've been like killing the sales on the market but right now there are so many of them so i totally agree it's not a great product to go after right now well thank you for my thank you so much for sharing all the information how um our listeners can actually reach out to you and ask you for some testers and communicate with you about book products and like just have a conversation about the place in the order yeah so we have uh samples upon request about one ounces um and you can find us at dolcefoglia.com and we have um another brand we're coming out with called flavor frenzy um that should be launching uh valentine's day um which is going to be just more uh, of a retail uh, front-looking brand and um, so you can reach us out both there um, you can reach me at joshua at dolcefoglia.com and yeah i'm happy to help with anybody's products and just talk to you first before we talk about anything with payment so that you guys are 
uh, know what you're getting into and you're happy moving forward. Well, wonderful. And uh, again, thank you for sharing. Thank you for being here. Amazon Made Simple Podcast, Isabel Ritz and Joshua Cabos, guys. Uh, thank you and talk to you soon.